Welcome to Speak Sex. I'm your host, Eve Eurydice. I'm a Greek uh, poet from the island of Lesbos. I wrote uh, three books on female sexuality, Satyricon USA with Scribner, F32, The Second Coming with Virago, F32. I've written the Sex Files column for years. Um, I'm a multimedia artist with the theme of female sexuality and objectification and how to overcome the dichotomy between our bodies and our minds and our souls um, that no longer serves us. Um, So that's the purpose for this podcast is to find freedom through words, even though words are the product of the dominant culture, find new words to recreate ourselves and open up space for sexual freedom, for sexual truth, for sexual energy, for the simple act of like touching our own body without thinking about it, without it meaning anything more than reassurance, physical reassurance. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer. Today's guest um, is here all the way from London, UK. Lulu Brown is a muse musician and photographer welcome to the podcast thank you so much for having me good Mm. to be here yeah (laughs) so um i know very little about you i know your work Mm -hmm. um so i've seen your artwork um and i'm a fan of it but i know almost nothing about your sexual narrative and journey so i'd love to start with hearing the basics of that, where you started, what you've learned, where you are. Mm -hmm. So I did grow up in the UK and Europe where um, sexuality is talked about a lot. Um, It's quite mischievous, I would say. BDSM is out there. You can walk walk down the street and you'll see um, bondage shops. Right, yeah. And it's quite mm-hmm. normal within like Camden Market, for example. Um, so it's always there. And I guess starting, I'm going to start at the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the flourishing. This is the flowering of my sexuality. I would say in the past couple of years, I've really come into and been able to express my um, sexuality to the fullest of exploring aspects of BDSM um, with a partner that also matches my intellectual needs and spiritual needs. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, so why I start at the end is because the end is related to the beginning because it's expressing the things that I felt from a very young age. Um, I was... When people are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I want to be a dominatrix. No way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, what age was that? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> you know, in... 12? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. 12. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 12, 13. Um, not that I really knew what that was. Well, um, yeah, you didn't know all the details. No, no. no <laughs> but, you know, it was just that I'd, something about that. Probably seen a cartoon in drawings and or... Or, or just being around London. Just right. It, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, or you manga, know. or uh, yeah, I mean, there are lots of that. Really actually, great. funnily enough, mm. funnily enough, um, yeah, this is one of my youngest kind of erotic memories. Um, I had gotten some Japanese animation, and there was this character that was wearing like a red latex bodysuit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the big boobs, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's sexy. I like that, you know. And I was like, I don't know what I'm feeling here, but it's, it's exciting. Um, so, yeah, and, and that curiosity and ability to express parts of yourself um, as you're, when you're younger compared to when you're older take on completely different shades. Because as a, a young person, maybe like, you know, exploring my body, I'm just exploring. I'm seeing what it does, how it reacts. And it's a, it's a different level of intimacy where being older now, there's, there's this intimacy that is mature, that is in union, that's no longer exploratory, but is evolutionary, where we come together for um, a sharing of energy and we understand the alchemy of bodies coming together or sexuality coming together. So it's a completely different view 
on what it is and being able to really um come into myself and express myself in <clears throat> in society where my sexuality is sacred to me and everyone else's sexuality is sacred to them and once we have mutual respect i need to share it with the world but i'm not going to hide it either but not everyone is worthy of that part of myself that's that right sacred beautiful sister yes 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 i think that's very important you know for women especially to not just give away their sex you know their sexual power their sexual um you know release give it away thoughtlessly or indiscriminately mm. or to someone who will not use it for good mm. you know will turn them into an object mm-hmm. that, a receptacle mm. and that's about it mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's beautiful and to know that I choice right you to know. use it yourself because when i was younger it was definitely like i'm just exploring i'm just out here like all right my first time was like all right i'm gonna see what this is all about let me go find a mate it's like okay all right this is what it is Mm, boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah. everybody's first time, I mean, the only thing that makes the first time, f- you know, wonderful at all is if you're insane in love mm. and have waited for so long, right, that finally the release is just mm. great. Mm. You, cause it, right, because, yeah, which, which is like the, the old up. model of mm. waiting and waiting and waiting and making out for like years. Mm. <laughs> mm. So you get, but otherwise no one knows what they're doing. So, you know, the body itself, its yeah. first time doesn't yeah. really know what's happening. Yeah, and it's so nice. Yeah. So with the, um, with the BDSM, I so think you went into BDSM right away? I no, no. I've always been interested in BDSM. I've, right, as yes, you, you know, said, yeah. It's always been there. I've always kind of wanted to play with a partner in that way and you know, bit by bit bring certain aspects out. Um So like start with spanking or biting, spanking, choking, biting. candles. Okay, um, candles is definitely a little more in evolved <laughs> uh, <I w> <laughs> biting and spanking and you know and slapping yeah. seems like everybody you know can yeah. feel that urge at some mm-hmm. moment without mm-hmm. needing the props mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and you had that from your 20s well, from your well, i guess teens? the big bomb the big bomb which i was trying to hold until later on um <laughs> i have <laughs> always wanted to penetrate a man mm. i don't know why Mm-hmm. It really turns me on. Mm. Um, there's something about it that, you know, they get to feel us from the inside. I would just want to feel a man from the inside. Right. You know, uh, like playing with a man's prostate. I don't know when he climaxes on my fingers is is a really nice feeling in a sense of like, yeah, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> that's great. You know, and that's definitely been since I was younger. Mm-hmm. How um, old? Oh, Probably around the same time as kind of the dominatrix thing and, you know, like 12, 13, 14, that sort of awakening. I definitely didn't explore that until my 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you found a man who was willing or who asked. Or uh, some, yeah. yeah, and yeah. was really open about it, mm-hmm. even a little bit in my late 20s, but not to this um, level. Because I think, you know, for a, a mate that takes a, for a man also, it might take a certain level of maturity that might not come until a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. That that openness, that that you know, place where you feel you don't uh, have to sacrifice any masculinity. Vulnerability. Right. To ex- to yeah, to be vulnerable yeah. and still feel masculine. Yes. Yes. Um which is important because n- none of us want to rob the man f- of their masculinity. It just doesn't have to be so, you know, narrow. Yeah. Narrow defined. It isn't always a power play. Yeah, yeah. and giving up power you know the exchange of power is more interesting because it's more di- you know diverse it, mm-hmm. it's not so repetitive so mm-hmm. giving up the power and then taking power mm-hmm. right becomes yeah. much more multi-layered because it's a gift right you know um I- in this exchange it's a gift of power between each other right yeah And you, I think you feel more when you receive than when you give. I mean, practically speaking, uh, <laughs> specifically on like the physical level, not 
not emotionally or spiritually or mm. energetically, mm. but just basically like, you know, the nerves and the sinews mm. of the body. Yeah. You just feel more when things are done to you yeah. than when you do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and especially as a male with a little, you know, the very short orgasmic span, mm -hmm. the ejaculation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So it can only be enriching, but it's what's the mental part is the lim the limiting, you know, that it's very hard in our society still to this day for a heterosexual, heteronormative male to just be open about any, any of that stuff without feeling emasculated, you know, mm -hmm. which is silly, but true. I think there's a lot more out there, you know. Just, who, uh, who just not out, and I think, right? and I think they just need to play with themselves. Mm. Um, explore yourself more. That goes for men and women. Explore right. yourself. How yeah. do you orgasm? What turns you on? What right. doesn't? You know, know yourself sexually, um, so you can go out there and you know what you want. You know how to express it, right? And then release it in a healthy way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, masturbation is like one of the first lessons for sex ed, yeah, there is no better. And then, like, buy a couple of toys and yeah, see what happens, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. No, I actually, my first orgasm wasn't with a partner; it was by myself, mm -hmm. masturbating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, me too, because <laughs> masturbated long before I had a partner. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. and very strangely, um, you know, even though I I did attach a lot of shame and fear and horror because I was young to uh, masturbation because I, I didn't even have a word for it in when I was a, you know a child when I was young um, and I knew it was bad <laughs> so you know that's all I understood that mm -hmm. I shouldn't be doing it I was doing it you know I was being bad but I just liked it so much so that's that you know cycle of self-blame for something mm -hmm. that's so natural because mm -hmm. we don't speak about it mm -hmm. you can't tell anyone you can't See, go that, to school and tell your girlfriends do you play with your i didn't know the word clitoris right. there, there is no words for it or mm -hmm. space to say anything about it i don't know my experience was different um i was uh, a single parent family ah, okay good single parent was male <laughs> okay good <laughs> he yeah. was very very scientific about things he bought me this pop-up book of of you know the vagina and the penis and it was all these scientific names and you would pull one part and you would see like the egg going down the fallopian tube so i had all these scientific labels for it so i could you know vocalize it and i don't know and we were very open about that's wonderful yeah yeah that's a blessing yeah. where is your dad from what He's, culture um um uh, belgium oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. Again, more liberated than, you know, Greeks from the well, island. He, <laughs> he was definitely a hippie. He was yeah. definitely a hippie. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So that's a blessing because you got that start. You didn't have to overcome the shame first. That's that's great. That's why... Well, the shame came from me because I was like, ew, this is like too much, you know. Like I felt embarrassed about it because it wasn't it, 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 like in popular culture then. Um, it's not really talked about. You know, you squirm a little bit. It's like, eh, this is gross. It's like that when you're a kid, like maybe five, six, seven. You know, you see poo. Ooh, it's poo. Um, yeah, you so squirm that, with anything that has to do with the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of shame. But then the shame did come because with the pegging thing, because no one really talks about that. And, the, and even bisexuality, you know, it's like, is there something... Even finding a partner that was compatible with me properly. Like, is there something wrong with me? Do I need to change? Like, am I not normal? Should I try this, you know, vanilla lifestyle? And you know what? It's not for me. So after a while, you know, I just didn't have a partner for a long time because I'm just lying to you. I'm lying to myself. We're not compatible and that's okay. You know, not trying to force myself into a situation um, as a young adult because you just want to fit in sometimes you think you need to fit in because that's how it's supposed to be because not all of the role modeling mm. includes everyone no. it's so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I limited, didn't, I didn't so limited. <laughs> the word peg i didn't know that existed till like three years ago it's like, <laughs> it's like do, do you like pegging i'm like what's that and mm. he's like, you know, penetrating a man with a strap. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's what it was. So it's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah, it's good that the words are coming out. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So, but you are mostly hetero, hetero? Um, I like what I like um, and I'm very picky. So I have male intimate partners, uh, long-term and female intimate partners who are long-term, but we have very clear understandings and boundaries and different ways we express our love to each other. Um, in terms of penetrative sex, that is something that, that I don't, um, you know, I'm a monogamous in that sense with a man of you know one penis at a time. Um, so I think you you ex it's the energy exchange. Correct. It's the yeah, energy yeah, exchange. Yeah. No, you know, I get you. you completely. Feel it. I'm very very sensitive to energies. Right. You yeah. know, I can feel you a thousand miles away. So I don't, I don't need to mess up my energy space um, with your energy space and a bunch of who knows who energy spaces. So that's where I say that I'm picky with my 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 mates and my partners. So let me just re um, rephrase it. You have a primary partner in when it comes to heterosexual yeah. sex. Yeah. Um, and for the length of that relationship, his penis is the only penis that comes inside you. Yeah. For that reason that you just described. Yeah. Uh, but then you can peg other men or you can no. have sex with other women. No, 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 no. no. That's not, th I mean, it's not really... had the opportunity to explore that but it's not really my thing mm. you know um yeah i'm kind of i mean when i'm in a relationship i'm with that person that's you know, nice I'm kind of happy um now when i'm not in a uh quote unquote when we define those terms as you are my partner, partner yeah yeah you know i have my lovers okay you know, and we share space um but generally you know i have my my, my girlfriend and we do girly things together um long-term girlfriend and i have my male partner been a few years as well you know and we we have an understanding between each other but when right. if, if so you're when, like friends with benefits to say it in the most common popular term you know and i guess but if we, if one of us is in a relationship then we respect the boundaries of that, that relationship yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah yeah and while you're in between relationships, you have familiarity and history, so you feel safe and yeah. you can kind of like pick up where you left off. Yeah. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important to be able to sustain um, a sexual relationship past that beginning and end that the mainstream culture gives. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel it's, it's liberating and evolved to not going to this like heavy dramatic melodramatic emotional states of like love has to become hate mm -hmm. and you know when i'm with you i love you when you betray me or uh, you go with someone else or i betray you then we go into like huge conflict mode and hate and drama the emotional and pain body the emotional pain body mm -hmm. which then feeds on itself mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so then all we do is just obsess in drama right yeah. obsess with the drama yeah. and live in that devastating for me energetically you know mm -hmm. energetically devastating drama mode mm -hmm. because the the pain body the, you know the little monster inside you gets bigger and bigger as mm -hmm. you feed it mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and you don't you know if you're not conscious mm -hmm. you don't stop in time mm -hmm. and and it and and i think it really like lo logically there is no logic in these things but if you try in in good sense in like a human sense to understand this um if you love somebody you can't just hate them overnight because of you know human frailty because we're all frail beings in need of mercy and we will all falter right mm -hmm. so um but I think it's a wonderful it's the human condition. Right, it's the human condition. You know, we we are here to learn to make mistakes, to love, to falter, right. to forgive, to go right. through um, all the emotions. Loss, emotion, yeah. betrayal, yeah. rejection, yeah. abandonment. Right, abandonment. You know, and you can to take it to kind of a different direction within astrology. Um, everyone has the Chiron and the wounded healer within their chart, and that is sometimes a signature for the kind of. Um, wound you're going to feel within a certain lifetime and this is bands for between generations you know 10 years they'll feel this 10 years they'll feel that depending on what sign it's in so you can also look at it that way 
so and that helps you to not be attached to the emotion you know the the emotion is something which is felt it is not us yeah i agree with you very much yeah and i and i do actually use astrology for that specific reason and people ask me you know they say do they, do you believe that do you really believe like your horoscope i'm like no it has nothing mm. at all to do with mm. the horoscope mm. what you get is exactly one more uh, methodology mm-hmm. and we can use all of them mm-hmm. and, and one more methodology to get away from yourself mm. and look at yourself from the outside mm-hmm. the bigger picture uh, yes the bigger picture yeah. is oh it's the full moon mm. this ocean is rising the water and the blood in me is rising mm. that's why i feel this way so mm. it could be physical or it could be emotional right mm-hmm. but having the sense that there may be other actors other you know whether it's planetary or anything whatever you want to name it besides yourself it allows you space mm-hmm. right to look at yourself and not think i can fix this it's my fault i did yeah. it i'll undo yeah. it i i i i take it personally right take mm-hmm. it personally mm-hmm. which is where the rejection comes back in mm-hmm. you know if we don't take rejection as a personal affront and insult a lot of this drama doesn't have to happen mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah. if we could just like think yeah. that the other person did their best yeah. in that moment in that space that's it then we don't suffer. We don't have like three more years of obsessing and, you know, emotional pain. And so it's really for our own evolution. Um, And I think it's uh, admirable um, that, you know, you're able to have relationships, long-term relationships with people where you go in and you go out without the sense of possessiveness and ownership. I I do think that that's a British thing. Mm. I don't know. It is completely different. The dating scene out there compared to here is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and how is that? Oh, I think <laughs> in the UK, people are a lot more upfront and honest about what it is that they want and what it is that they don't want. How a relationship evolves over time. You know. You okay? You meet someone. You get it on. Maybe. Maybe not. You become friends. You hang out. You get to know each other. But you you start off with this foundation of right. You're cool. We'll hang out. We might do a thing. Um, I'm not see you for a while, but I'll see you in in the pub or whatever, and we'll carry on. We're just feeling each other out. We don't have to put these labels on everything. And out here, it's 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 almost insulting that a man feels like he has to woo you to try and sleep with you. Is don't you know I can see that a mile away? Right. Are you, am I? Were you taking me for an idiot? Come on now. Come on. Haven't you got? more can't you come with something better it's really frustrating and i see this is my thing i love intellectual stimulation and it's really boring like it's <laughs> so cliche yeah. like wow wow i hear the same line over and over and over and over what's and over. the line oh you're from england oh i've been there oh you eat teen crumpets no and eating crumpets with the wow, bean. Wow, that's so like, sad. It's okay. No, it is what it is. I have to allow that person to be where they are in that moment. Right, they're that's trying. Their experience. And they're yeah. trying, they're mm-hmm. trying, they're trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot more genuine, genuine conversations that strike up in Europe. We we be like, oh, I like your shoes. Oh, where'd you get them from? You know, oh, have you been to this place before? It's like, you know, connect with me. Connect with me. I'm more than my accent. I'm more than what you see. I know you feel it. That's why you came over. You know, connect. Yeah. And and that 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 um facade that I have experienced here where it's quite um it's harder to get to a deeper level here than it is in the UK. Yeah. Like maybe because it is it's gray a lot and you know <laughs> yeah, people are like stuck in <laughs> crowded spaces right right you have to get to know each other quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and miami's transient right transient very people transient. come and go yeah yeah people come and go or they haven't done enough soul searching yeah it's um, also considered at least a play town you know so mm. people come for like quick and easy play which yeah. is misunderstanding because mm. mm-hmm. um it's a very rich social environment you know mm. there are people from everywhere I, I love it personally it's perhaps the first place of I don't get bored because mm. there's so much variety and and I love the transients mm-hmm. f- for myself I, mm-hmm. I, you know um I love that it's like because I live in Miami Beach so it's mm. li- really tiny mm. <laughs> and in that tiny bit of 
made up land in the middle of the ocean, there is so much change and movement and, and you know, it's like the waves, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I enjoy it, but I think it's completely misunderstood mm-hmm. so much. is So people come thinking the whole place is like a giant club yeah. or, um, you know, dating scene. Yeah. Um, but going, I, yeah, I mean, that's, the, I think that in general in Europe there is... Um, more freedom from Puritanism, um, and all o- all over Europe, you know, th- there is more of an ease yeah. in talking about things. Yeah, you and know, just like seeing it. Even the old people, they make dirty jokes all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, they never like, stop. Whenever my family, I'm like, this is so awkward. Ugh, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my family too. My dad's like 80 something, and he will not stop with X rated jokes. And they come out of him, you know, like, it's not just the jokes he knows, but, but like, naturally, like, he'll see something and turn it into yeah. something dirty, which is the the beauty of humor, by the yeah. way, right? Yeah. And it's the history, that's the, the tradition of yeah. humor. Humor has to be X-rated yeah. and take things apart, irreverent. Yeah, yeah it's good fun. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. That's what it is. It's a release, mm-hmm. you know, just like sex. It's mm-hmm. just a release mm-hmm. of, like, pent-up energies from mm-hmm. having to, that's like, do it. what you're supposed to do right? all day long. Restrictions. Yeah, no one wants to, like, be duty-bound all mm-hmm. day. Right. Mm-hmm. Even just going to the beach, it's normal to be topless. That's just right, totally normal. normal. Yeah, no Where one is looking at anything. People yeah. will look at you if you're wearing a top, you know, and it's like here, people, you know, it's so, I just, I just want to take my top off and be liberated and it doesn't have to be um, sexual. Right, it's not at all a come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get some sun on my nipples, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I found, um, you know, when I was young, I found a lot more information about sexual practice and life in Europe. You know, yeah. like German porn. Oh, my God. Yeah. What was that? Extra. <laughs> in, wow. Like, like 60s and 70s yeah. videotapes. Yeah. Do you Amazing. remember this show? I think it was called Eurotrash. Yeah. With Jean Paul Gaultier. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ooh, come on. That was that was my whole childhood. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. of course yeah. I'm gonna be yeah. into yeah. all of these kind of things. <laughs> I was exposed to it. Yeah. With yeah. Lola with the massive boobs. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> you know? And there was yeah, there were some very strange episodes. Um, but it was good sex education. Because, oh, great sex education. Yeah, we were able to see it, like laugh about it. Um, right. But you see like a spectrum. Yeah. And it's not like at all about penetration. No. But you just see all kinds of bodies and all kinds of like dressing the body yeah. and, you know, fetishes. archetypal fetishes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's good because then you don't feel so alone. Then you, 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 you feel safe to be open about these things. And that, and, you know, again, talking about cultures, um, the BDSM scene here is still, I feel, a little bit repressed, still a little bit cliche. Um, from um, within the cultural background that I identify with most, um, here in South Florida, um, which is what? Mm, okay, That's <laughs> <laughs> well, n- not Caucasian. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, there is still development that needs to be done there, I think. Um, you know, where in London there's a lot more people of colour that are into it. And you yeah. see them around. And it's mm-hmm. so funny because it's like, yeah, man, I'm a road man. But you're here in, in the fetish club. I love it. Mm-hmm. You're just open. You just mm-hmm. want to explore. And then right. we'll have a deep conversation about, what are we talking about? I don't remember. Some book, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it is. Just one human dressing up exploring something and latex is nice oh my god it makes you look so good what is that i know i know i know i don't even yeah yeah the way it transforms your Mm -hmm. body Mm -hmm. yeah it's very nice yeah too bad it's expensive yeah it's it's so (laughs) worth the investment it really is yeah it really is and when you see someone doing like the shibaru uh, with the ropes it's tantric it's a deep transcending meditation yeah i agree and that's the intimacy of bdsm now now that's what what draws me in with bdsm is that deep level of trust and intimacy and bearing of your soul Mm -hmm. because 
Um, yeah, know, it's extraordinary trust, uh, especially yeah. in public. Yeah. yeah, and there are differences, I think, with the way people will do it. I think there are some um, some groups, or you come into it for different reasons. Some different intentions might be to actually transfer pain to another. That real kind of power and dominance, power play. Like I'm not into CBT, really, like cock and ball torture, like kicking a man in the balls. Not really my thing putting a sound down his urethra yes my thing i don't know why putting what um like a needle it's not a needle it's like a um uh, it's called a sound mm. it's um a metal tube like a straw and it okay. has different um diameters and um, progressively larger down a man's urethra yeah yeah no i've <laughs> seen it done i just didn't know the word there you go yeah, i didn't yeah. know that specific word yeah yeah i wonder where that word comes from mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what else? Um, so that that idea of experiencing the pain to transcend the body, mm -hmm. to reach a higher level of consciousness, as opposed to just wanting to inflict pain for, um, you know, for pain's sake. Exactly. To be yes. violent. I don't yeah. do it to be violent. No, I don't think anyone. Well, anyone who is conscious and is in. So bringing consciousness. Right, exactly. I don't think that the purpose is pain um, if you do it in a conscious way, yeah. ever. I think yeah. it's exactly what you said. You transcend the limits of the body, and by doing that, you transcend the limits of the self, mm -hmm. which is more important than the limits of the body. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you kind of rise above the self, and you find that bigger space mm -hmm. of consciousness, mm -hmm. you know, that greater consciousness that unites mm -hmm. us all. Um, and and the body is just the venue, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Because yeah. the sensation yeah. takes you there. Yeah. And I think that when you do it in public, it's even more intense mm -hmm. because there is an audience. You know, mm -hmm. there is testimony, mm -hmm. there is witness. So yeah. um, and and there are all kinds of ways to to reach it. You know, I, I I don't know where everyone's preference really comes from. It's deep inside, like childhood imagery that we saw yeah. <laughs> before we knew or. Yeah. Had you know words to describe it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yeah so it could be all kinds but i i do i what what i think it's really useful for everyone like heteronormative married people is that um performative and ceremonial aspect mm, the ritual right the ritual the of ritual sex. yes right there is deep ritual within bdsm with um bondage um, and the slowness of the time. The slowness. You have, right? you, know, I, yeah. I, you have. If are you dominant, submissive, or a switch? Um, I am primarily dominant. You know, I can be submissive. Very rarely am I submissive for someone, mm -hmm. and they have to really earn my submission. <laughs> yeah, they have to like really know what they're doing, and you I, respect I, them enough. Yeah, yeah. To and pay homage, but yeah. Yes. Giving you a submission. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm more of a the predator type. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like ropes. I like to be tied up. Uh the Japanese ropes mm -hmm. there and bondage. But I'm not into wearing a collar. So is these this is why it's the switch. Exactly. It's the, it's the Yeah. It's the the dichotomy um of these power plays because even when people do like dominant if you're like a dom, as a professional dom, you're actually submissive to the submissive. Correct. I agree completely. Yeah. Because you're doing exactly what you're told and as they like it and then you're paid. Yeah. So your pleasure, your presence is ghosted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when, when I do do, do uh, role plays, you know, it is very... Um, ritualistic where you you have all the toys out first you lay mm. them out properly you know you clean you clean your leather you 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 shine your latex you take care of these items as you would your your body that you have everything laid out you you know depending oh i'm not the most <laughs> you know i get carried away sometimes <laughs> without all the planning some people might have a script of what they're going to do, they talk it out. You have your safe word. Yeah, of course. You might yeah. even change your name and yeah. be that person, that student, right, the character, you know, the character right. within that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but that there, there are like lifestyle doms, and I, what a, um, a dom told me was that he 
thought there were some people who were just born this way and some people where it's kind of a somewhat alert behavior or behavior that comes from, you know, it's developed. Exposure, yeah, right, maybe, to the lifestyle, yeah. You know, um, and that's where the difference lays in, in how you will proceed with a scene. Because if it's mm -hmm. just part of your nature, mm -hmm. you know, I don't particularly... Some people see pegging as, you know, an act of dominance over the male and like me want to show that I have power over him. It's not. I just really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It turns me on. Yeah. Like. It's so do you always end the, the pegging with climax, whether you make mm. yourself come or your partner makes you come? Um, Does it? No, 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 no. All the time it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, let's just mm, do this, mm -hmm. you know, randomly. Yeah. That's why it's just more, more natural right. as in when it feels like maybe it's right. just going to be oral, you know, it. It doesn't always have to, right. but it's just nice to be able to express that. Exactly. Well, I mean, I just two two comments from where I'm listening. One is I don't think that we're born a certain way. I think we are all born every way. Mm. So I think that at moment zero, <laughs> right? Like if there is such a thing as moment zero, brand new out of the womb, first opening into light, eyes open, we scream, what's going on? Dark light. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at that moment, I think we are everyone. We're mm -hmm. all everyone, mm -hmm. and and I think that e very quickly, faster than we can even describe, because we're always looking backward, so we're not there in the present moment. But within those two, three first years, as we pass and explain language, mm -hmm. and also social you know, social behavior, whether it is, you know, stand when we stand, sit when we stand. No, no, no. You know, don't be naked. Don't throw things. No, don't, 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 don't. Right. Mm. So within within those formative years that we have no access to, I think that that greater consciousness that we're born with gets shifted around a lot and thoughtlessly most of the time. Mm -hmm. And then through, however, our our, our specific brain interprets what happens around us we become what we say w i was born this way because it's really it could be at the age of two it could be at the age of one and a half it could be at the age of two and a half so it's so early and it's before we have words and the understanding of words you know we're learning everything we're learning how to like pee in a pot mm -hmm. or you know <laughs> yeah so um there there is definitely a a violence in the way that we educate our very young because it always comes from uh, mostly punishment and feedback, right? And then that gets continued as we as we keep growing and our brain interprets pain, hurt, pleasure, gratification, haphazardly mm -hmm. with whatever we were dealt at that young age. And then that forms a narrative, you know, and we go with it. But I think it's like, I don't really think that it's because we're born, literally. I think it's just the effect of all that socializing so fast, you know, so well, quickly you know, on us. I also, you know, I also think maybe, maybe there's also the aspect of um, if our soul is just in, in this body for this lifetime, who knows about all the other lifetimes we've had as a man, as a woman, as as bisexual, as gay as heterosexual and all these personalities that exist in us or like you said all the same time that we're born with everything right right um so yes there's a, there, there is this idea of conditioning but what if there's no boundaries and you are yourself trying to make your own construct well wow. i don't know <laughs> which is basically what, what i had no boundaries Right. So I was like, who oh no, I? but you have boundaries. You have well, boundaries. My boundaries know. came from, from watching TV, yeah. your peers, your yeah. first girlfriend, your but first it, your first friend at the age of two, your first play date. That's a boundary. But when we talk the about parents of your wait, friends, hold on a minute. When we talk yeah. about child development, how a child learns is normally going to be from the most um, direct child development is going to be from from your mother, father, your aunt, or your uncle. If they if they are enforcers, Generally, but in your case, yeah. they weren't, he yeah. wasn't so enforcing. So then, yeah. So those boundaries then came further away. Right. So generally speaking, um, those primary boundaries are made with those role models. If they're present. If they're present. I, I mean, in this town, for example, nowadays, mm. it's often the nanny. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. 
Very true. Very oh, true. The nanny in daycare or, yeah. the, you know, the nanny in Montessori. Yeah. The parents are gone. True. Yeah. Didn't think of that one. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's just when I say arbitrary, I think that, you know, the little tiny system of recognition, uh, you know, as soon as possible, tries to translate to avoid punishment, mm. to avoid yeah. feeling bad. Yeah. However, that gets translated. Yeah. Pavlov's right? dog, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, but the other thing that I wanted to touch on f from what you said is, you know, the slowing down of time, which mm. is the ritualistic aspect mm -hmm. of BDSM. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that one of the limitations, extreme limitations of heteronormative sex is that it's supposed to be happening in this like huge whoosh yeah. and hairy of the end goal is the passion. Yeah. Right. You're supposed to be transported. Yeah. Um, by this m mostly male, but yeah. let's say male and female, we're going to be generous and feminist and, <laughs> and say by this like joint need for climax, climax. and yeah. you both push in to come yeah. as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you reverse that, mm -hmm. that's all it would take. Mm -hmm. You just reverse that as an experiment yeah. and try to come as, as slowly, slowly as possible. I don't know if you're familiar with edging, but that's it. You just, you know, you, you get to yourself just to that point. It's like, stop. Take your right. hands off, edge. edge. Just wait until you get to that, to that. Just you're about to release and just stop. And right. you can do that for hours. Yeah. And that's the beauty, I think, where you just you you're in that sexual energy, you know, that tantric field. And even I always think of like the Mary Magdalene scrolls. Um, of, oh, yeah. That you know, taking it back to there with right, that right. that kind of um, ritualistic. Uh, not, what was it? What was it? What would the word be? It's not. It's not religion, but it's that kind of practice, sacred sexuality. Mm -hmm. You know, you you open up your chakras, you you activate your your, your kundalini energy. That's and right. If anyone's done plant medicine, you'll know that that energy is primal, and that primal, primal. energy is sexual. Woohoo! And healing. Ooh, yes. It's sexual and it's also healing. Right? It heals. You, you know, it resets, resets every button. Like we brush our hair, we brush our teeth. This is like washing our soul from mm -hmm. the inside. Mm -hmm. And that primal creative energy is right. sexual. Exactly. That's God. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The primary creative energy is sexual, yeah. And it so is you're God. touching God mm -hmm. with your sexuality. Speaking of being a muse, exactly. You do. You reach as close as you can to the divine with your sexuality when it's pure. That's and why it's precious. That's And that's that's why that's where birth comes from. Yeah. It's not an accident because mm -hmm. that's the closest to divine, mm -hmm. creating life mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. life. The soul comes through. Right, exactly. Yeah. The soul comes through, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's beautiful, um, and and part of our task, you know, in, in this conversation, is to try to kind of give everyone the opportunity to re, you know, re-examine their sexual practices and open them up, and I and I and I do believe, you know, and I do advise this strongly that it has a very practically healing effect, you know, for people who like have stress-related disorders. Mm -hmm who, you know, have severe um, stress, um, you know, tension, uh, tension you yeah. know, containment yeah. in their body. Yeah. Um, yes, you can go get a massage or whatever you do, you know, acupuncture, a, a chiropractor, o o all these treatments to try and open up your energetic channels mm -hmm. and release the stress. But you could just as easily and more ple pleasurably do it with your own partner yeah. If you rethink what you think sex is, yeah. and it's not just like a battle, you know, a, a battle of who will make yeah. each other come sooner or, yeah. um, you, you know, you're conquer missing, you're each missing, other. You're missing 95% of the story. Right. You know? Yes. Just trying to get to the climax. Right. Oof, no foreplay and just that, that energy exchange as, we, you know, before we get to the climax, I don't know if people have experienced this or not, but I just feel my whole energy body just vibrate yeah and exactly you know then you just just everything's vibrating and when you and your partner you're so connected you're in that state that's when miracles happen exactly um and it's of course it's amazing stress relief amazing know? stress relief. as long as you're both connected and you're conscious and you're not using each other's human masturbating machines exactly and, you know you become an instrument of yeah. all this of the divine yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm-hmm and then you can take it into your daily life. Mm -hmm. I, I feel that that, that um, experience 
follows you in your work, mm-hmm. in your treatment of other people. Mm-hmm. Compassion. Your compassion, right. Being exactly. Being open, mm-hmm. just like you're mm-hmm. human. You know, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever I see people that are a bit stressed out, I'm like, you just need to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in just any, any way. No, like, no don't, like, don't go hire somebody <laughs> to get laid, no. <laughs> But you need to go and have some good extra loving. Yeah. You know, like yeah. some real like, mm, well, you know. But like good, you know, by good we mean, I, we don't mean like, you know, go on a dating app and, and mm-hmm. swipe and no. then try to, you know, no. get laid on the first Connection. date. Right, exactly. Connection, <laughs> connection, connection. Yeah, take it beyond just the physical yeah. realm yeah. and, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and do you find that you use that at all in your work? you find that um, that energy and that the, the experience or are they two very separate you keep them separate um, like your there is I mean I keep mine separate so that's legit. In, a way, in a way I used to I used to keep those certain parts of myself separate but now this is who I am this is what I'm about if you got a problem there's some rocks for you to kick like, <laughs> with so much love with so much yeah. love because life yeah. is finite And that I've learned through my experience. Life is finite. One day, you, you, I won't be here. You won't be there. I'm just trying to make the most of this opportunity now and this life that I have now. And it's all love. It's all love. It all comes from yeah. the heart. With my intention comes from the heart. You know, I'm probably going to mess up like every human does. But the intention comes from the heart. It comes from a place of love. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And yeah, staying in that place is just life-changing mm-hmm. it's life-changing mm-hmm. but i had to experience the you know the 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 opposite to be able to create space for all of that exactly you know exactly all the doubt all the questioning and you know the re-emergence the flowering yeah of the self yeah yeah and in order to be in a place of love you have to love yourself first yes and in order to love yourself first you have to give yourself permission to yes. be human be right in instead of, of like truth. always lying mm. and covering exactly. up your tracks and trying exactly. to give an image that's yeah. not true to who you yeah. are yeah. and you know projecting yeah. and hoping that you'll catch up with this projection yeah. which you want yeah if you can just be authentic right if you can find your authentic self mm. which is part of the task yes because you know we get so caught up in yeah. in all of these masks and roles yeah. and you know one moment you wear the hat of being you know your job and then you're a parent or then you know you're an uncle or yeah. then you're a son mm-hmm. or so by taking on all these parts you know people just end up wanting to get approval mm-hmm. and to please mm-hmm. and then we live at this moment of social media or like feedback is one of our main mm, social image, training image, image, image. methods, yeah. right? So I do something superficial, I get likes, ah, that's good, yeah. makes me feel bad, right. you know, good. Yes. So if I get ignored, I won't do yeah. it anymore. External validation. Because it makes me feel bad, yeah. right? But it's just so surface level. Mm. And, and I think that it makes a lot of us, a lot of people get into, even deeper into yeah. this mode of social approval or social ignorance. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be rejection. And I think it's, it's also <laughs> learning what you feel like without all the stimulus. It's exactly. It's sexual t- stimulus. I mean, I've, I've gone a few times, like a year, year and a half without any sex. Without partner, without right. Without partner, because I, I needed to feel my energy. Exactly. What I felt like, what, you know. Um, and that's deeply informative. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 but then you also have to come together <laughs> with partner, with connection to know what your triggers are, you know, to to create an expansion. So it is important to honor both, you know, independent and codependency because uh, they both have their mm, tools that we can use. Right. And we all have, you know, soft limits and hard limits. Mm. And we, in the process of being with a partner, we can like, expand both you know try things out so if we have a soft limit you know something that eh, we're feeling really kind of you know awkward about because we haven't really tried it but we don't have a legitimate reason like a childhood trauma or something mm, you mm. know being with the right partner we can experience that and mm-hmm. actually learn the, the truth mm, yeah right? yeah and every time you experience something new yeah you put more information into this identity mm-hmm. um who is you 
without the opinion of other people, mm-hmm. without the judgment of other people, mm-hmm. without yeah. what your mom thinks or your right, right. you know girlfriend thinks or whoever, yeah. right? And says and wants and demands and yeah. says is right and wrong. If you just kind of push all that aside, step back, right? Step back and take you know like find ways to get the pure intel mm-hmm. <laughs> about yourself without reactions without giving reactions back right um so it's it's the opposite of like on screen time it's the mm. opposite of social media time mm. it's mm-hmm. just like Meditation. silence meditative yeah. right yeah. solo time where you find yourself and um and then rejoin it mm. and then from that place mm-hmm. as you say you blossom into the flower yeah. yeah and that's so beautiful well thank you thank you so much for coming uh it was a, a beautiful conversation thank i you, enjoyed thank it you. enormously <laughs> so uh thank you for listening uh this my guest thank you lulu um i will be back with you next friday thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer and uh, until then, this is Eve Eurydice. Please speak sex. Bye. Bye.